I'll do. Welcome new subscribers. Uh, thanks to all the guests, past, present and future. And thanks for all the positive comments and positivity directed at guests. Like thank everyone who supports me on Patreon, everyone who's bought me a brew and straight into it. The Charles Bronson, Charles Salvador public parole hearing as it is. So I've been reading all the transcripts, what's been said, who's been interviewed, what they've had to say. A couple of things have become very apparent. I fear the worst. Um, having read what's been said, it is a bit of a media circus. You know, there's a lot of people full of self-importance. Uh, for me, it's about the psychologists, what they say. Any benefit keeping this guy in prison and any risk he poses on the out. So there's two things going to happen, I suspect. He'll get knocked back, uh, which I hope he doesn't, or they're talking about moving to open conditions. The bit I did like was from his personal officer. Personal officer is just that. Somebody who has had contact with him uh, for about the last four years. So that's up close and personal. The conditions being kept in, that says a lot about expectations for me. You know, he's still banged up 23 hours a day, an hour out, walk on a landing, maybe a gym, maybe some exercise, and collecting his meals. So his offender manager said, she said, uh, he will struggle to cope on the out. No shit. Everyone struggles to cope on the out. Lads who've been locked up for three years, four years, five years, ten years. I've met them all. They all struggle to cope. One of the things they struggle with is going back to family life, uh, you know, picking up the pieces with the partners and things like that. Uh, and lack of support. And quite often, initially, where they're placed. You know, if you put someone in a hostel for six months, 30 miles away, 40 miles away, 60 miles away from their loved ones. You know, they can visit loved ones, but it's 60 miles away, it's gonna be difficult. So the prospects for Charlie, if he gets out, are, well, firstly, open conditions they're talking about. They're talking about Cat D prisons. Yeah, an open prison. I've met plenty of lads that didn't like open prison. Um, there's not a lot of staff. You can abscond, you know. Uh, there's no real fence, no real security. So I'm thinking somebody, you see this, this is where the prison service, somebody needs to be stepping in. Yeah, what they need to do with him, if they're gonna release him, is release him to his loved ones. His mother's still around. She's an old lady, she wants him by her side, and why won't she? He's got family, they've got a setup. They've got a setup waiting for him, right? He's madly into his art. Uh, you know, he'd be able to go and do normal things. Talks about walking on grass, walking on beaches, maybe walking a dog, going to the gym, things like that. Right, it's all there for him. Open conditions, cat D, it's not going to work. He'd just get in trouble. Um, and, and how would he cope? How would he cope in open conditions? 23 hours banged up, yeah, on special units, and then you put him in an open prison, what, in a dormitory with other people? Uh, it's not going to work, you know. 
he's probably going to struggle to not communicate as in speak or whatever but for me they've got to release him from where he is now to his family to his loved ones no hostel nothing like that he goes straight to his mother's side family and friends around him close family and friends and let him you know adjust in his own time you see the fact he's not going to cope is not a reason to keep someone inside yeah anybody who's been in for any decent length of time i've talked a lot about these ipp prisoners yeah lads and lasses uh who are way over tariff they were given a a torturous sentence with no light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not talking about serious offenders here, of which there is about 50 who deserve to get IPP, and, you know, they are a danger to public. The lads and lasses I'm talking about, you know, were given two, three years, and they're in 12, 15, 20 years later. They're going to struggle to cope when they get out. That doesn't mean you should be keeping them inside because they're going to struggle to cope. You need things in place. So for him, all the birdies done all the jail time. Yeah, what would it be his coping mechanism? Like he said, close family and friends. Release him to them. Cat D, open prison. It's going to be nothing from there. Uh, probably setting him up to fail, I would think. Uh, there will be a lot of people, a lot of interest. People that know who we were. You know, he's. He's not going to want that. He's not going to want to come from 23 hours bang up, talking to a few people, to being just put with a normal population, prison population. You know, either low risk or people who are coming to the end of the time. It's not going to work for him. Somebody should say that. It should be all about the psychologists, what they've got to say. Is he a risk to the public on the out at 70 years old? Where's the best place for him to be? That's what it should be, plain and simple, prison psychologist. We're not interested in what his offender, offender manager's got to say. You know, his offender manager, uh, yeah, they can say their bit, but it needs to be directed, this hearing, to the people who are important. And they're the people who are going to talk about his mental health. Uh, some of the stuff is infuriating. Uh, he's done a lot of bad shit. But let me just tell you this, and let's be quite clear about this. There are people who have murdered inside prison and have been released. Yeah. There, and the parole board, again, back to the parole board, you know, about risk to the public and that. The parole board, quite recently, along with, you know, parole board, work with probation and that, have let people go who've been out less than a month, raped and murdered, yeah? <laughs> they were always gonna be a risk. Sex offenders, sex offenders are released every day. They're always gonna be a risk to the public. You're still releasing them. So let's get things into perspective here, yeah? The actual risk Charlie would pose to the public, that's what it's about. I'm gonna go back and watch some more of the stuff. It is quite interesting. However, some of it is frustrating. You know, it has turned into a media circus. Every man and the dog is getting to have their say. Should be a few people. Um, people close to him, psychologists and the like. I'm going to leave it there. I feel um, just frustrating some of it. 
So I'm going to leave it there. Listen, guys, um, interviewing two, two more people who have amazing stories, uh, very grim, uh, both along the, the lines of not being wired right, poor mental health, how we treat people with poor mental health and how we manage them and how they move on in life. So, parting shot, Stephen. Again, thanks for your continued support, guys. Fingers crossed for Charlie. Let's hope common sense prevails. You need to release the guy to his family, to his loved ones. That is that guy's best chance of enjoying some life. Yeah, he's done a lot of mad, crazy things, but he's never, you know, harmed any women. And he's never killed. Thanks for coming. I'll see thee.